<laughs> June 7, 2009, it's the Watt from Pedro's show.
Uh, Mark from Pedro Show. It's Saturday. No, it's Sunday. I'm sorry. Sunday at Pedro. Regular time, yeah. My second Sunday back from tour. Welcome back. Yeah, it was a good tour. Brother Matt, good to see you again. Good to see you too. Our guest, Tiff. Hey, Tiff. Hello. Doesn't have to share the mic. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, Bob's on the way. What did he say on the phone? He uh, went to Laguna, and we'll see him when he gets here. Yeah. <laughs> That's Something a ways. Like that. <laughs> we'll see. That's Orange we'll see if we see him. So uh, we start off the show with John Coltrane and Thelonious Monk doing off minor take five, and then we heard Twin of Myself, Black Moth Super Rainbow song, but it's remixed there by Go Team. Then we heard the original Twin of Myself, Black Moth Super Rainbow, and that's where I was last weekend. I played with them two nights. They came to West Hollywood in Orange County. And the first night they asked me to come and play two songs with them. And I was scared. One of them I had to start by myself. And they just jumped. They're a synthesizer band, but they... uh, No sequencers. They play like we do with guitars, you know. But, uh, you know what I mean? There's no click track. Uh They're actually playing uh, in real time together. Where... uh, so it was kind of trippy. So you can speed up, slow down, mm. but you're actually playing. They're a great band. And then the next night they played in Orange County, a place called Diesel Bar, which I found out later was Club Mesa. I played oh, years ago. I, I, just a new addition I was thinking it, it, it looks changed, but in a ways it looked familiar. The dress, everything, and inside. And then the boss there said, yeah, well, you played here years ago. I think a couple times. <laughs> That's a good thing about Alzheimer's. You're always playing new brads. <laughs> and uh, I got to play three songs there. I got to play the one song where Tabaka, their main guy, wrote a song. He asked me for a bass line. Actually, I sent him 12 bass lines. And he took one and made a song out of it. So I got to play that one and show their bass player the lick. So maybe they started playing it in their uh, set. He... Uh, Beck had to remember it. I got to play with him in Pittsburgh in his town. Oh, cool. They opened up, not Black Mouth Super Rainbow, but Tobacco, which is him and Mo. It was trippy. They were wearing these masks. Uh, he had a Lancito mask. In fact, they still had the Lancito mask when uh, I played with them last week. Uh, they had some guy in a, like, Yeti <laughs> suit uh-huh. and the Lancito mask jumping <laughs> And, you know, like... Uh, kind of like a mascot at football or something uh-huh. and uh, yeah it had a permanent smile so it was a trippy thing to look at it had a beard you know and Mo had some trippy like an older uh, Chinaman mask and then they had the guy who played bass Ryan uh, he had some old man rubber mask like latex you know and he came and sat you know the way it is with those electronic stuff they put stuff on tables mm-hmm. So he sat next, came up while they're playing, pulled up a chair next to the table and just watched them. <laughs> so, like, everyone was watching him, watching them. Yeah, Trippy. Was, yeah. yeah. John Cage type of trip. And and, and Ed from Ohio lives in Pittsburgh now, and uh-huh. he played two songs with us. Cool. It was a good tour. I could feel it. 
uh, more uh, sore after the gigs. And, but I'm not worn out. I'm not done. But it, I could feel it more. Last Mike Watt U.S. tour was four and a half years ago. So I would say between 47 and 51 is different than 41 and 45. I, f I feel it a little different. All kinds of killer press but, from that tour. Yeah, and the gig goer, the people who came were very nice to us. Raul and Tom played their asses off, uh, you know, and it was very inspiring for me. I was telling you about this new thing I got now where I push the amp off a little more from the drum so I can actually come behind them and I play between when I ain't got to work mic I, I play between Tom and Raul or I could even get on the other side of Tom when he's singing so it brings it closer and it's like I'm backing them up mm. and nine of the gigs was with Dinosaur and Lou Barlow the bass player just did a solo album and he liked Tom Raul so much he asked me if he could be Lou Barlow and the Missing Man this fall That's and bring Tom and Raul out with him. So they're cool. going to go tour with him. Bitchin'. Yeah. Much respect. We had a... a Tiff, you were going to fly out. Well, you were going to do the whole tour. But then I got a job. <laughs> but you were going to fly no. out to Sasquatch just in time to make the 1,247-mile hell ride. Mm -hmm. I only, wish I could have. Only 19 hours. Mm -hmm. In a boat. Wow. You did. You drove the 19 hours all at once? Uh, we caulked in... Uh, there's a little town south of Eugene. Crewell or something. Mm -hmm. I can't remember its name. But... Uh, I am bummed yeah, out the that The nighttime is kind of scary for driving. In the daytime, you see all those dead deer. They're mainly getting killed at nighttime. So... Mm. And Southern Oregon's got all those turns in the road. Have you driven that way? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Yeah, well, then you know the Siskiyous. Yeah, it's kind of curvy. At nighttime, that can be kind of scary. So, mm -hmm. uh, we just waited till morning and we cogged. Drank some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gave us some in uh, Bellingham the night before the Sasquatch. What was Sasquatch about the Sasquatch? It's, uh, a, it's a festival. Tour. But there's no Sasquatches there. There might have been. They might have been <laughs> hiding. We played early. I think they come out with stories. <laughs> it's kind of like desert. You know, eastern Washington, eastern Oregon is like desert. Hmm. Behind the Cascades, the rain shadow. It's much different than the west side, which is all the evergreens and all the rain. It's a lot different. This is by the Grand Coulee Dam, where the Columbia River goes north. And it is beautiful. It is blazing. We played at 12, 15 p.m. on the main stage. Great sound. People working it. Actually, all the gigs, we had great people working with us. Sometimes sound not so good, but that was because uh, of the situation or something. Mm. And just soldier on for the next gig. The only complaint I have about the whole tour is sometimes parking, man. Uh, if the club wants you to play, why don't they get a parking space going? Can't cruise the boat right <laughs> up front. Huh? Yeah, circling. Very, what? No, that's very kooky that if you have bands playing at your 
bar or your club, you yeah. don't have one spot at least where you know you can yeah, unload and load up the equipment. Or just put the boat too. I mean, for the night, where's it going to be? Oh. Even even the load in, load out. It's I think more important. If you have it close, mm. it's I think more safe. Mm. And plus, I caulk in it before the gig, so I ain't got to go. Yeah, you want to be close. <laughs> Silly. Although if it's too close, if it's right out front, then dude, you got to do is bang it on the edge. <laughs> okay, um, six of the gigs, New York City to uh, Detroit, Michigan. I had brought some friends from Tokyo named Light who took me on a tour of their land a year and a half ago, or 14 months ago. And it was their first six U.S. gigs ever. And people really liked them. So many people thanked me after the show for bringing them. And uh, they were very excited. And, you know, taking them to the pads to caulk, you know, they were cool. tripping on that. <laughs> it's cultural I, I was caulking at their buddies' uh-huh. pads, you know, so... Yeah, they got and they got to see a trippy version of the U.S. I mean, they recorded. We're going to play you some music. That they did three songs. I'm going to play you one of them in Maryland just before, two days before they joined up with us on Cinco de Mayo. They recorded and then uh, came and joined us. I think on the sixth at uh, Mercury Lounge in New York City, which I wish the New York Times guy would have talked about them, but. Mr. Ben didn't, because they played great. That was their first gig ever, and man, so the people got their own little take on music. Huh? It seems like they blew people's minds, like math, math. Rock yeah, people. Kind of but this new stuff's even different. They use synthesizer and stuff. Uh, but they don't want to be into one category. Yeah, but people are amazed on the discipline, the uh, focus, all the parts, the creativity, and there's no singing. It's all done with the guitars. It's kind of like some version or. Slightly uh, influenced by maybe television. I don't know if they've heard of television. I've never asked them before. They might. They're only in their 20s, you know, younger cats. But the part of the U.S. they got to see was really neat, too. They got to play New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Detroit. So they got to see some Rust Belt, which I think is kind of interesting, you know, for folks to see uh, from other lands. Because, you know, some images... I think we're all rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can see. <laughs> all that way. You know, uh, we were in Pittsburgh, and there, we talked to these pad, uh, people's pad. They were only going to be in a little while because they were buying a pad for $2,300. Wow. Yeah. Like a couple months around here, you know, buying it because the flight, people are just leaving these towns. And so the city don't want empty pads and selling them Mikano. Wow. Uh, so they really enjoyed it. It was a trip for them. They were just, uh, you know, playing their hearts out and trying to take in as much. First time uh, on the New Jersey Turnpike, they went and ate at the Burger King. And then, yeah, the next days, yeah. <laughs> when uh, Kozo san told me, uh, yeah, so we're waiting at the gas station. Long ass time. Where's Kozo? Where's Kozo? And he comes slowly walking from the head. He said, yeah. Much hard work in the banjo. <laughs> you know, they didn't shot those pads again. I, <laughs> I guess they wanted an experience. I took them to Katz's in New York, which is a big deli 
hundred-year-old deli by Mercury Lounge, and these big roast beef things. You know, I had chopped liver. They didn't go for that, but <laughs> the roast it was too big. Tripping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta stop. So we're gonna play this uh, new music from Light right now.
ね、やっぱり木村さん人気ですんで、あ、ね、答えてやらないこともないです。<笑>本当ですか。<笑>今日はあのね、老若にゃんの結構若い子から。老若にゃん。<笑>あなたプロじゃないんです。<笑>すみません、新入り。申し訳ない。私、まだアメリカから帰ってきたばっかりなんですよね。ごめんなさい。バイトの方。あ<笑>あ<ー>。しょうがないね。すみません、本当、お手柔らかにお願いします。新人なんで。申し訳ないです。本当に。ね、すみません、皆さん。え、ここで、えー、っと、木村さんの大ヒット曲、皆さん、これが楽しみにしているかと思いますけど。アルファ、アルファベットラブ、お送りします。<笑>アルファベットラブ<笑>いや歌えないですよね僕生とか聞いてないんで今日、うん、僕生とかちょっと聞いてないんであそうですかすいませんなんかリフターの不思議はみたいな申し訳ないですねあそうですねやっぱそういうね顔整えていただかないとあ、うん、歌えない的なみたいなあと交通費出るのかな<笑>あもちろんもちろんお出ししますあ、はい、そうですかはいスペシャルゲストの木村さんですからですよねファンの方に怒られちゃいます、ね、ですよねとんでもございませんはいなんだかそれじゃ帰って、はい、あ,あのなんだか本当にあ申し訳ないですねあの後で計算出していただいてあそうですねで湘南新宿ラインを使っていただけるということであればあそうなっちゃいますはいあの串なし2000以上かますとちょっとなしかなってあ,あと引っ張りすぎかなってそうですね、うん、はいお次の件は以上です、ね、もしよかったら司会業のノウハウも僕の方から、はいうん、あ、うん、あなるほどなるほどはい、えー、ありがとうございます申し訳ないですなんかねなんか勘に触ったみたいで申し訳ないですいやいやいやもう今日こんな盛り上がった夜でお送りしております、えーえーえー、のでねえねいつ始まるの<笑>えやんないの<笑>これで時間が<笑>
live from Pedro show. We just uh, heard something new from Hibu Hibno Hebi Tetsu. Sorry, by Z, and who's got uh, Junomoto, a great saxophone player. I got to play with. He's also in this other band that we heard <coughs> called Hanun Hum. And a song called Midnight Run. And it's his brother's a drummer. So he switches to percussion in one of the bands in the percussion. Although I think Z's down to three now. But I got to play with both of them on that tour. Brother, sister, daughter. <clears throat> By the way, I get to play with them on September 2nd. When I, my birthday, they took one of them songs from that birthday gig and put it on a compilation album. Raymond did the artwork. They asked Raymond. Cool. And so they want me to come to the gig, a record release gig. And so I'll do that. And also, Migu record release. New Migu album. Cool. Uh, yeah, me and Petra on there. It's trippy. Uh... We're on one of their... They asked us to do a song, but they're not on it. It's just oh, wow. me and Petra. And Money Mark, a little mm -hmm. synthesizer. By the way, Money Mark uh, played with me and Petra last week in Flea, in Toko Honda, and Takasan at some benefit in Pacific Palisades. Pretty fun, huh? It was. Kind of scary. It was outside overlooking the ocean up in... Pali, Pacific Palisade, and uh, some of us all right. <laughs> well, those things, there's no songs. You just gotta go for it. So scary. Please, amp burned up too. And then he got back in the game. <coughs> I'm supposed to be getting uh, CDs of the music. We'll see. Cool. Maybe I'll play some on the show. Uh, then we heard a band from Yamagata called Shift, great band, in Parallel World. And we started off, they didn't have a title for this yet, so I just called it Untitled Number One, recorded May 5, 2009, by Light. And um, so you're inspecting Cinderblock Room House building. A very, yeah, a large masonry building. <laughs> I just say cinder block for people who. <laughs> they sprayed it with some <laughs> <For stuff. layman. laughs> It's not Latex. very exciting to talk about. <laughs> Waterproofing that goes on the cinder yeah. block. And you got and, um, Yes, in the, the lath. Where? Is it in the valley? And the plaster. In the valley. Yeah. I don't want to say exactly where it's at. I don't it's need any right. more stalkers <laughs> than I already have. You already have. Whoa. Maybe we should play some more music. <laughs>
Make a beeline, take a short walk, have a good time Take your clothes off, it's a clear sky It's a perfect day, go out and ride the tide Violet red, longer days Cooler cruises and the camera case
in Dave the closet. Dave Carradine closet was in shot. a closet. Okay, we just heard uh, Black Luke? Cows at Night belt. from Home and Garden. <laughs> I don't get That's okay. Tony, Maloney brother Tony, and brother Scott Krause from Perubu. And then Serenade, I Tripod Jimmy with brother Tom Herman. Uh, we saw it start off every day on tour. Listen to uh, "Autumn Leaves," trippy song by Tripod Jimmy. He, you know, "Autumn Leaves" very famous mm-hmm. traditional song. You know, Tony Bennett, Frank Sinatra, everybody. But it's not that song. There's just one line where he goes, "This is no autumn leaves," and it's not autumn leaves. <laughs> but that's what they call the tune. But the chorus is, "You got to do what you got to do," and so we thought that was good. Uh, Morale booster every morning. We start the drive. Then we heard Summertime Agipop. Uh, John DeFries opened up that show in uh, Mercury Lounge in New York City. Did solo. He was great. Great to play with John. Been a long time. And then 106 Beats That Live by Wire. Uh, we were going to try to cover this song, but Tom learned it and I couldn't uh, get the words together, so sorry. It was near the end of the tour. But a great tune. And then we heard Lullaby by Maggie Kim. I, I played bass on that. It's, it's trippy. It's a Motown song in three. It's like a Motown waltz. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried to swing the bass that way. And we're at the end of the first hour of the Lot from Pedro show. June 7, 2009. Hold tight for hour two. June 7, 2009. It's the second hour of the Lot from Pedro show.
show um hour two started off with diaphragm man which with uh i was once a man and then we heard tech by man flu and then the contented hobo by asa martin old cowboy singer from the 20s and 30s uh, yeah man flu trippy name <laughs> the drummer is a cat named willie you know i always paddle in the same outfit too try to uh, relieve stress on the homeland defense <laughs> squadrons we have in the harbor, you know, so you see the same clown out <laughs> battling, same outfit, and his he had, a, his pop had a hardware store in Brooklyn called Tarzian's it's a Willie Tarzian mm-hmm. yeah. 
Tarzian's hardware, and so I, it's his sweatshirt oh, I cool. wear. Yellow and the purple yeah. pants and the blue hat. I always try to wear the same. I wish I could meet these guys. You know, they come zooming by you with the machine guns. And just let them know I'm okay. <laughs> or I'm not okay, but I'm, I'm not a threat to a country. Yeah, you should know them. You, they see you all the time. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. I'm so regular about it. I was out paddling this Thursday. Finally, actually, Thursday was the first day I could paddle because, like I said, this tour had me kind of beat up. And one of the things was my hands. They were really sore. Now, some of the time I was helping Raul with his drums. So I was like slapping on there. And, you know, his sticks would be hitting on my <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> but I got kind of beat their They were so huge and just playing, too. I just got new pickups from the Dan Base, uh, Pitbull, made by Rio Grande, Texas Company. And. These Lindy Fralin pickups sounded good, but uh, maybe a little more punch with these guys. Uh, that band, uh, that bass was great, man. Uh, stayed in tune really good. And, and get this, for the first time ever, I played whole tour with one set of strings. In fact, uh. I, I put them in a box. I took them off when I put in the new pickups a couple days ago. And uh, you know, on the box I wrote, you know, used for entire Prack in the Third Opera Tour 2009. Wow. I've never done that. Usually in the old days, I'd break them every two, three gigs or something, or they'd get all dead. And Maybe I'm less younger and less strong. Playing lighter. Yeah, that's what I mean. I can't pull hard. So, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know, but to use the same set of strings the whole tour. Yeah. It's like I couldn't even break them in my wallet. Maybe. I don't know. Also, the bridge, I, I kept the stock bridge, and it's really roundy. There's no pointy edges. Uh, what'd you do while I was gone, Tiff? I worked. <laughs> and, um... I, I really gigs? can't... Um... I don't think so. No gigs. Brother Matt, you see any gigs? Yeah, I got turned on to some cool music. I uh, went down to Joshua Tree Music Festival. Oh, like last uh, year. It was bitching. Yeah, that was great. They really, it's not a corporate thing, and it's just a bunch of music lovers and friends who put what together. What town's it by? Joshua it's Tree? It's right by Joshua Tree, yeah. yeah. Yucca Valley. There's like a little lake, a pond there called like Joshua Tree Campgrounds or something. Okay. That's, that's where it is. And they so I got invited to play in a place called Pioneer Town. Yeah, it's right by there. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think it's affiliated, but maybe, yeah, it's right by there. Maybe in August. Mm. Yes, yeah, Pete played September. there. September. Pete down there before. Pioneer Pete Mazich. Yeah. Yeah. One of his you know, I'm supposed to record with him and a couple of his buddies. That Jack Barrett is now making a Longshoreman movie about Bloody Thursday. Oh. Which was a great. It wasn't yeah. just in L.A. Harbor. It was in San Francisco. Well, West Coast. Uh, Portland and Seattle. I think it's actually the general st- strike actually started in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But that's usually the day after Fourth of July. Right. We have a picnic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a big holiday around right, here. Right, right. So uh, he's making a documentary, and he's got some old working songs he wants spieled uh, over some like riff I do with uh, or Pete Mazich, organ player oh. for Second Man, and uh, and he's also a longshoreman, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, that's supposed to happen on the 16th. Oh, cool. 16th is Bloomsday. Cool. Raymond's birthday, ah. too. So that was good. Who was playing? 
uh, that's one of the things I dig about. There's always bands I don't know about. Yeah, so you discovered. Yeah. Bone Funk. Yeah. I think it's Twine. You know about this hey. festival? No. <laughs> How's it? We're in a, doing a Watt from Pedro I'm, show right now. I'm out of it yeah. when it comes to music. Probably. It seems like I... You were singing me all these 80s songs. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember those bands you made, making a CD? I made a CD of um, 80s dance music. Yeah. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Meeting in the ladies' room. See a couple of them, like no. earlier. No, no, no. She was when the mic wasn't on. <laughs> and some Metallica. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Did you put that on? You started it. Yeah, how? Master. 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 Okay. Why were you <laughs> saying master? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're getting the The bugs. master volume because yeah. we're having problems we're getting, getting the microphone. Right. First show bugs back. Yeah, it's weird the tangents, how they spin off. <laughs> Got into Metallica. That's yeah, so when I saw Bass Nectar too last week. Uh, Bass he, was, Nectar. he was in town, um, so so. And he's a. Uh, he's. Uh, I play a bunch of them. I'll play some today. Oh, but, he's okay, um, like yeah, an Aphrodite type of guy. Yeah, he plays a Burning Man all the time. He just uh, finished up a tour, so I think he was ending it. Splongold, tried. Yeah, just fatter. Just fatter. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other music? Any gigs? Uh, I think that was about it. Mostly just been working. Uh, brother, too. Yeah, brother Matt's in the home stretch. How many graduates? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven at the moment. Maybe twelve more. So those would have been dropouts. We've converted. Yeah. That's awesome. Graduates. And last year, so, twenty-three, and that was a record. So brother awesome. Matt's almost doubled the record. Yeah. It's very Going neat. Big. Very neat Why work. I got teacher of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got the two-week countdown. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. These are cats that coming back. Give it another go. Mm. And that's big respect to them. For yeah, them. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're unstoppable. Not giving up. You know, having some bumps in the life and getting back up. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, that's love what it. makes the graduations cool because everyone's had like plenty of obstacles that they didn't didn't stop them. Yeah. And you know, no wine before it's time. Mm. You know, so we're not robots. We're not freak- we are freakazoids. But the no. age range is? 16, 18. Great. Oh, okay. A little bit. A couple are a little bit older, but uh, that's basically the okay. range. Yeah, and there's some cats. The dropout rate is like 60%. Yeah. Some, yeah, some parts of the school district. It's really yeah, bad. Yeah, some parts of the harbor here. And so the, it doesn't mean they're, they're gone. You know, that's my Yeah, a lot of them are real smart. They just don't like being boring. locked up in a cage. Yeah, a lot of shit is just too boring. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a technique. I know for a band... You can have a band and you can tell guys what to do, but to get the best performance, there's a little technique involved in just telling them what to do. And I think mm-hmm. teachers, might, and I have a lot of respect, my sister's brother Matt, I mean, I have big respect for teachers, but I think there's technique to like getting cats excited and enthused. Of course, they got to bring something. The home situation's got something to do with it. Yeah, because like, uh, if your home's back and it doesn't matter what your demographic or, or mm-hmm. you know, Whatever you could be successful, you can cross all all lines and be successful if your family's backing you. Yeah, that's happened. So respect on that. Cool, thanks. Yeah. Um, so we got all these cuts. So this past year, I've been. Working I know my sister's telling me she dad, might get so scissored. I got twenty five percent of my income bladed, um, but I'm gonna have a lot more free time, so that's okay. good. At least they're building a new high school in San Pedro, so... Where's it going to go? Right up there. 
they started knocking down those buildings. That's for sure now, yeah, because they, there was a big neighborhood thing against yeah, it. They, did, they didn't get big enough. Okay. Um, but those buildings were the last of World War I buildings in the yeah. country, and they're starting to knock them down. That's but I'm going to be in the historical part. They're going to remain, keep a few buildings there, fix them up. So that's where my spot is. It was at. built by, uh, named after Douglas MacArthur's father. It was built like in 1913, for, uh, when mm. the... Well, Great White Teddy Roosevelt sent the Great White Fleet to show off, you know, and it stopped here. And when it stopped here, he said, "This place needs a fort," and that's when it was built. And I'm in the officers' latrine. Now, the top part, oh, is, yeah, yeah. the upper reservation, is Angel Gate Cultural Center. I've got the longest lease. I've been there 23 years. So that's like last of the wide open spaces around here. Pretty yeah, much. and the nature preserve which they made up the yeah, other part. Yeah. Um, so, so some good music. You know, I saw a lot of good bands on tour too. I wrote about them on the diary. It's hard for me to remember. remember yeah, it's cool reading the diary though. I made it through most of it. Yeah, I don't think Tom got the last weekend, but he had to go straight to Austria to do a Red Crayola gig. So maybe he'll get that done. Uh, but uh, now it's time for Brother Matt and your spin cycle. Cool. Anywhere I 
Uh, very good, Brother Matt. Thank you for another edition of the Spin Cycle. Cool. And uh, Bob Stiers has joined us. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. It's nice to be back. Yeah, and with this little anthology of Whitman there, but none of the first edition poems. <laughs> 1909, they're already doing um, different editors' versions. Reader Digest Redux. Yeah. Um, uh, we were asking everybody, Bob, before you came, uh, while I was gone on tour, did you see any gigs? You saw the meat puppets. Meat puppets. Where did you see the meat puppets? Life affirming. It was a uh, record release party at the Mint. And Long Beach. No, the Mint. Oh, no. L.A. In L.A. And um, Alex, for some reason, did you see him at Alex's bar before? I didn't see that, so I hadn't seen Could, that. Did you see that, uh, brother? No, Matt? I didn't see it when I was here. Somebody saw ago, it. Yeah. Last time I saw him, I think it was at Bogarts. That's how long ago it was. Long Beach, Marina Pacifica Mall. Yeah. And what was really cool was, um, you know, they came out and they did the entire new album. They started out really great, and then they went in for about four songs, and then these mid-tempo songs, drummer was, that's the first time I noticed, different drummer. Ted. Ted. Um, and it got a little sluggish, because they're brand new songs. They haven't played live before. This is the first gig of the tour with the new album. And um, then they kicked it into another gear, and... And they started playing fast. Uh, he really got with it, and they were having fun. It was good to see uh, Chris Kirkwood um, feeling a little insecure at first, and then the crowd gave him a lot of love and just really appreciate it. And they did, you know, Lost on the Freeway, and he just very quietly, I'm right up by the front. This is dedicated to Deep Boom. So it's like they're, Deep act Boom. like they're doing someone else's song just because they are in a way that well, you, you guys... Well, you know, Minutemen used to do yeah. our own yeah, version. Yeah, I know. You, you had your own version, which pretty good but it was really cool they are the brothers are having fun and um, lots of people there from the old days I saw Chuck Dukowski was there good crowd but they really seem to be having fun and this new record I think is kind of a, a throwback to the era and the title cut sounds a little mercy but they aren't that their chops are never that smooth live that you know it, know. it sounds good but, Kurtwood is a wicked guitar. Oh yeah, and I had forgotten, um, though, that Chris, his facial that's, expression. That's what it was about the Alex's gig. It was acoustic. Oh. Uh, He's playing yeah. like acoustic through an amplifier. Yeah, somebody went and saw it. Maybe Raul. No, this was great to have the electric because um, I had forgotten just the facial expressions of Chris Kirkwood. You know, kind of like um, well, Dylan would do this kind of Lugosi silent movie uh, sort of things making these strange faces as he gets into it. and um, They played, here's a club gig at the Mint, and they played just short of two hours. Great. No no breaks. Did you so, see any other gigs? I think that was it, nothing else, really. No. Wow. Brother Matt went to the Joshua Tree Music Festival. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, North Tech Collective. They were also there, North Tech Collective. Yeah, yeah right. Around. Yeah, they were oh, great. Cool. Arctic was awesome. Oh, that would be nice. Here, let's play some music from Russia.
Oh, oh, oh.
Let me do this again. <laughs> Heard, uh, started off with a Black Hole by Infexia, then uh, X Cover, Nausea by Venus Bogardis, who opened up for us in Albuquerque this last tour. What Comes Next by Anarchist Wood, and finally Pigs and Butterflies by Vicious Puddin'. And we're at the end of the second hour of the June 7, 2009 Watt from Pedro show. Hold tight for hour three. Just like a live show, I mean, you didn't mess up. Uh, June 7, 2009, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show, and now uh, Captain Pleased, uh, this cat happened to, to me, uh, get in touch with Meatball Fulton, the uh, author of the Jack Flanders adventure series over there at CBS media, zbs.org in upstate New York. Since 1971, been doing these trippy mind movies. Starts off many a third hours. Yeah, right. And get this, there's a brand new Adventures of Jack Flanders. At 38 years later, Jack. they're still making them, and you'll Jack. recognize these cats' voices. Uh, incredible, and of course, me. They got the same guys on there, too, 38 years later? That's, what, that's, that's cool. how you'll be able to hear this same voices, but wow. the voices have aged a little bit. Yeah, but it's interesting. Because, you know, I have the Jack Flanders through all the years. I first heard him as teenager over at KPFK. Roya Hollywood would play this shit at midnight, you know? And anyway, there's a new adventure. It's 11 parts. And the first part today of Jack Flanders in the White Castle. should be in St. Alicia before nightfall. What do you know about that island? Hmm. Only what Claudine has told me. And that isn't much. <laughs> if St. Alicia is another one of Claudine's select islands, it means something is going on there. 
You can bet on that. We're on the final leg of our voyage. There's Claudine, Dominique, Mojo, Rose, and myself, Jack Flanders. Oh, it's not the Rose we started out with, but Rose's cousin, who also happens to be named Rose. So you could say it's uh, it's been one rosy voyage. It's just that we're beginning to feel a little cramped on this 36-foot trimaran. I think we've all been looking forward to the end of this voyage. But Claudine has one final destination. Claudine? Yes, Jack? What are we in for this time? I wish I knew. Why are we stopping in San Alicia? We were invited, Dominique. By whom? Sanford White. He owns the island. The whole island? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I understand he ran a hedge fund. Made a few hundred million, or maybe a few billion. And he got out before everything crashed. I thought he was an architect. No, you're thinking of Stanford White, Rose. Hmm, they made a movie about him. Is Sanford related to Stanford? I don't think so, no. A jealous husband shot him. Shot Sanford? Stanford. Uh, Claudine, you were saying? Sanford bought the island of St. Alicia and built a castle. The White Castle. Man, I love the White Castle. <laughs> Are you referring to the home of the Square Hamburger? What? Square Hamburger? Oh, yeah. Back in Philly, there used to be a White Castle on South Street. They were open all night. At three in the morning... I could walk over and get a cup of coffee and a jelly roll. What were you doing at three in the morning? Sometimes working, sometimes thinking. Yeah, sometimes conjuring. Man, that white castle was so bright, I had to wear my shade. I don't recall seeing white castles in Montreal. They had them in Detroit. White Castle was the first hamburger chain in the country. Before McDonald's? Way before that. Oh, yes. They were established in 1776. What? Jack, come on. Haven't you ever heard of a musket burger? Do you mean a muskrat burger? Uh, No. A musket burger was anything you could shoot that you could fit between two buns. (laughs) (laughs) Hooves and all. (laughs) You mean the 150-pounder. I think we're straying from the subject. Oh, yeah? What subject? The White Castle. (laughs) They had a hamburger they called the slider. They'd slide it to you? Yeah, right down the full length of the stainless steel counter. (laughs) From one side of the castle to the other. Yeah, zoop. Got it. Nice kid. The original White Castle was founded in Wichita, Kansas in 1921. You can remember that far back, Rose? I was not around then, Jack. They had hamburgers in the 1920s? Oh, please, this has nothing to do with hamburgers. I could use one right now. Me too. A square hamburger? What I am talking about is an actual White Castle. Well, the others were too. They did look like miniature medieval castles. This is not a miniature. Speaking of miniatures, I want if there's a maze. A maze? Yeah, a maze, you know, with a minotaur. An amazing minotaur. Oh, please, please, please stop, all right? Thank you. Hey, wait. Up ahead. That's St. Alicia. Oh, it's a pretty island. Oh, what a beautiful white beach. Nice palm trees. And over there, see? There it is. The White Castle. It does look like a real castle. Man, why build something like that? Why not? He has the money. Maybe it was a childhood fantasy. Some people are crazy. What about the Hearst Castle? Yeah, but why white? Would a black castle be better? Uh, I was thinking maybe mauve. 
I don't think so. <laughs> it's not always white. What do you mean? See? The sun is setting. Oh, yeah. It does have kind of a rose tint to it. Where? You can see it up there. On the turrets. The Rose Castle. I like that. I thought you would, Rose. This isn't much of a tourist town, is it? It's such a pretty island. You'd think it'd be more developed. Oh, don't forget, it's a private island. Did he buy the whole island? The village, the houses, everything and everyone? Does White own the entire island? I believe he does. How do you buy an island when people are already living there? <laughs> you buy them too. Are we going up to the castle? Well, let's get something to eat first. Well, seeing that castle makes me want a burger. A square one? Oh, round's fine with me. Ground round? Sounds better than ground square. Oh, Mojo. <laughs> okay, Claudine. What have we stepped into here? We spoke about this before. We did? You called it a rift in reality. I did? Yeah. You were talking about dimensions rubbing up against each other. And when that happens, those invisible membranes can wear themselves pretty thin. Did I say that? Is that what's happening here? I don't know. What are we talking about? I find it hard to believe. It may be a natural phenomenon of this reality. <laughs> yeah, which is starting to sound like fiction. But it may be the truth. Don't you think that's strange? Why shouldn't truth be stranger than fiction? After all, fiction has to make sense. Oh, good point for you, Dominique. <laughs> Didn't Mark Twain say that? He did, and so did I. Ah, uh, you mean we're here to figure out if White's got a rift or not? We'll be staying at the castle. I always wanted to live in a castle. Why would anyone want to build a castle on a rift in reality? People do strange things. Remember those stories about the Bermuda Triangle? Whatever happened to the Bermuda Triangle? You don't hear about it anymore. That's because it swallowed Bermuda. <laughs> oh, Chuck. <laughs> they called it the Devil's Triangle. It was an area in the Caribbean Sea where ships simply vanished. I believe it was proven to be nonsense. Oh, yeah. It's science can be so serious. Well, are we ready for the Devil's Triangle? No. <laughs> Ready to go up there. Uh, you mean now? Yes, of course now. In the dark? Mm-hmm. I told Sanford we'd go to this castle as soon as we arrived on the island. We have flashlight. Uh, could we call a taxi? Mm. No. You need the exercise. Come on, get your things. Let's go. I thought I was the captain. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. It's all uphill. You need the exercise. <laughs> You've been on the boat too long, Jack. Man, that's a nice big moon. Now I can see the castle. Wow. It is impressive. It sure does shimmer. You know, I, I saw the Taj Mahal once at night. The white marble did appear to shimmer in the moonlight, too. It's so white. Is it made of chalk? Isn't this an odd place to build a castle? Well, like Jack said, people like to do some strange things.
What? No moat? Oh, moats are so passé. No, look, there is a moat. I'll bet it's got a couple crocodiles. Can you see anyone? No, no one. Isn't there a doorbell? That is a drawbridge. What do we do then? Shout? Yeah, go right ahead. Oh. Hello? Anyone home? Look, there is a bell. There is a bell? Who says a bell? <laughs> oh, Chuck, just ring the bell. <laughs> Now, I know we've been on that boat too long. <laughs> Why do you say that? I knew we could get seasick, but <laughs> I didn't know we could get sea silly. <laughs> is His Majesty going to greet us? He said he would, yes. I wonder if there's anyone here. Wait, did you see that? What? Look, up there, on the turrets. The gargoyles? I just saw a gargoyle move its head. You're kidding. I'm not. There's another one. It's looking down and giving us the old gargoyle eye. What are they? Well, they are most likely security cameras. Very sneaky. Hmm, I hope they don't spit. Do gargoyles spit? Yes, they do. No, they don't. They drool. Oh, wait. Here comes the drawbridge. Mojo, were you ever spat on by a gargoyle? No. Because I know to keep my distance. Oh, watch your toes. Well, shall we? Um, after you, Dominique. You're our leader. You go first. I am merely your captain. You are Joan of Arc. So I am. <laughs> Suivez-moi. Jack, aren't you coming? Uh, I just thought I'd wait and see if any buckets of boiling oil were poured down on Dominique. Oh, Jack, <laughs> come on. Oh, oh, oh.
Okay, we started off with part one of the White Castle, Jack Flanders. Yeah. Now, Jack well, well, the first time I was introduced to White Castle was in Minneapolis. I was with the Hooskers, Minuteman with the Hooskers. And, uh, what year is this? I, I think 
January to 82, 83. Oh, so early. And, uh, Lance yeah, we go to this chow pad. Bob says, you got to eat at this chow pad. It's got this tile all over. Meet D. Boone, Georgie, go with them in there. And Bob orders first. And he orders, I want three hamburgers, three cheeseburgers, <laughs> two whatever, fish things. And we're thinking, damn, this cat can fucking eat. <laughs> but then they came out, and they were these tiny little biscuits. But it blew our minds. We thought, like, whoa, Bob, he's really pulling out the aces here. He's going to... Well, I already could eat pretty well. Yeah, yeah, but come on. Seven hamburgers. (laughs) (laughs) But they were tiny little things. In fact, they come in like sixes. Little six packs. (laughs) But they were kind of terrible. So I I never chowed Don't they actually have a thing? They slide them down, right? When they they make them, and then it goes down a little ramp like this. Maybe the pre-made, and they heat them up. Bocce ball thing or whatever, you know, it's got a little shoot. When they finish them, they slide them down a little shoot. Or so they probably fire them out of some guy's yang. Yeah. <laughs> What's really yang? You don't want to know. Okay, and then we heard Domino's by Jeff Beard, and Domino's is a Sid Barrett song. And uh, Dude Parties by Massa. Massa's a great bass player for that band Culture Shock with those slab guys. Uh-huh. I got to play with Brian. Yeah, yeah, cool. They, they live in uh, Seattle now. Masa teaches up there. Actually, he's from Japan. He's a great bass player. Um, Tiff, you never been to Sierra Madre? I don't okay. think so. Like, if you took that 101, if you kept due east, it would turn into Cali 134. The 110. Okay. No, no, you would turn into Cali 134. Oh, then it would turn into... Interstate 210, and you'd be pr- very close okay. to where I've you get off of Mitchell Linda. You know where the Santa Anita racetrack is. You get yeah, off it. You're there. It's Mitchell the Linda, and um, okay. it's a sleepy little town. On, but it's almost two east to you by like 20 sure miles. It, believe it or not, it has the lowest crime rate of any city in the state of California. And it's got the LA County's no only signals. volunteer yeah. fire department. You can hear this thing. <laughs> and uh, they did the that because the LA fire department wouldn't come. Well, it was, yeah, it was county, which meant there's always a budget thing, and, and by the time they got there, as a kid, I mean, those hills caught on fire quite a bit, and um, they had another big one back in 94, um, lots of times, but, um, and there's also a monastery up there where the big yeah, right. football team used to come to get a good night's rest before the Rose Bowl, and I can say that maybe um, I made an impact on the 76 Rose Bowl, my friend Glenn and I went up there and tooted the horn about three in the morning. And Ohio State was ranked number one, and like a two-touchdown favorite over UCLA, and the Bruins just took it to them the next day. Good job. Ah, you never know. But you help them cheat. They used to have a greeter. Like in Laguna, there was this old uh, kind of a beatnik guy with tattoos all over, no shirt on, and he'd be waving as you came into town. And, a uh, greeter? Yeah. Laguna used to have a guy like that, too. They got a statue of him. Um, yeah, just the kind of guy that's totally a bohemian type free spirit, which is kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, Treasure of Sierra, Sierra Madre, however, was not filmed in Sierra Madre. No, it wasn't. Too bad. Yeah. But it's a neat place. They, there, there's a chow pad there that Mario from Fatso Jetson has, and I played. It's called 323. Oh, is that? I didn't know that's, that's, that's Mario. Yeah. It and was there a, was a place called Buccaneers that used to... Buccaneers, um, I see Joe Bias's play there. They got some good shows. But it used to have another name? Well, actually, the 322 was called the Raven or the Rose. And it was this funky place where the 
if you wanted to go uh, in to take a leap, the bass player had to do a Bill Wyman and lift the guitar up, right, oh, talk so about that you could walk by. And they had a little patio. It looked like someone's funky backyard where they had a pinball table, open air, and people would be smoking joints out there. And the smoke was literally could blow down on the police station, but it was a mellow place. And um, talking about pissing in bars, I played at the North Star Tavern in Philadelphia, place from the twenties, and. They had the trough, you know, like oh, Tijuana like has some yeah. places. You, so you don't have to leave the bar to what? piss. You just piss in the trough. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. That's hard. What? Bar. No. Yeah. What do you okay, mean from your... You mean it still existed, but people weren't using no, people it. That's what you need for your uh, boat, oh. man. Then you don't have to <laughs> you need a trough? try and, you know, get the big mouth bottle. You know, you just got the trough. I'll tell you some who was displayed What do you mean? It just wild... goes under the bar? Yeah, you're sitting at the bar where the, the brass rail is. Right mm-hmm. in there's trough. That's why they had a brass rail, because it didn't oxidize from all the, uh, you know. So you didn't so have to lose your seat. Guys are so... <laughs> Clever. Well, I hear it has just a field. It has a field where the Dodgers play. Can you filter? It probably went back into the beer. Probably the trough fed the kegs for the next... Yeah, that's why they call Miller the champagne and the bottle beer. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. so that, that, yeah, that was a trip. They still had the trough. I'll tell you who was displaying some wild technique on the tour was Tom Watson. I mean, these little water bottles getting them all the way to the brim. And of course, he'd have to start and start. <laughs> he'd back it up. No, no, he'd have to <laughs> show me and Raul each time. I got like many pictures. <laughs> I think very I proud that. Tom, very he proud Tom. Yeah. He he had to earn his credibility. <laughs> you know about Lou Barlow, right? I heard they're gonna tour with him. That's right. Lou Barlow and the missing. Hey, that's the example. So of, he earned his credit. The Colonius Monk thing. Just be the scene and, and look what happens. Beyond, Beyond the, the scene. scene. Beyond the scene. Don't be sound, the scene is Arthur Lee. Don't sound for gigs. That's what you do, right? It works. On the scene, yeah. You don't know that advice, Tiff? Didn't you get that thing from Monk? Actually, no. Steve Lacey wrote it. No, Steve guess. Lacey wrote it. Was the guy who played with him? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like. But dictate. did you get these things over the years? Yeah. You jotted down these little yeah, from with him. lines yeah. from the master. Steve Lacey played sax for him, and Monk would like uh, share this wisdom, musical wisdom. He had spent a lot of years in the trip and was an innovator. Make the drummer sound good. <laughs> I like that. How do you make you yeah, the best? Yeah, yeah, like this Lao wisdom type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Great stuff. So, look, you actually did go to another gig. Yeah, I don't know if you call it a gig, but um, I'm trying to think of the name. It was a um, Scarnella. Rock. Scarnella at the. Um, I think I'll call it the, something like the Art Center. And it's the converted uh, LA Unified Library um, with the Spanish decor, but these really cool kind of Art Deco um, lights. And it was a um, movie that had Lon Chaney, not Junior, Lon Chaney, silent 1928 movie. silent movie. I think it was called something like Laugh at the Clown. And uh, it's an hour and a half. And so uh, Nels and Carla, I mean, they had copious notes. And they're playing along, even like there's a part where they're knocking on the door and Nels has got a little thing where he hits a little drum sound. Foley. Yeah, and it was pretty good. Uh, 
they put a lot of time and effort into it, and no actual lyrics, but Carla had this thing to do in these vocal sounds that made it really cool. It's like a little humor, but yet um, where you couldn't make out what she's saying, and um, added, enhanced it quite a bit. And I was just amazed that because of this old library room, you could hear Nels, you know, with all those foot pedals, it became a percussion instrument, just him clicking, the clicking sound of him hitting the pedals became like an additional percussive. What about the uh, audience? People farting? audience was really an um, interesting audience. I see people like I've been seeing 25 years, like Weba Garrison, just a real um, good crowd. Um, they're going to have more there. A really good uh, vibe. It was, um, it was something to see because it's not like, can you imagine, you know, I, I don't think I've never seen Nels Ad Nervous playing an hour and a half of stuff that all original with, you know, these aren't, oh yeah, we do this track. Roger Miller's got a trio. Oh, from Mission of Burma? Or oh, no, no, no. God, I can't think of the name. But he's got a trio, and that's what they do. They make music for silent movies being played live. Well, didn't you do... Um, I'm not, not you recording did it. One. You did the narrator for yeah, one? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Spiel. Yeah, for uh, Guy Madden, Brand Upon the Brain. That was a mind blow because I hadn't seen it. So I, I was spieling it while I was watching it. So I didn't know where I was going. So I was kind of serious about it, you know. It was it was kind of funny in parts, but it had some trippy... Guy Madden, I was in touch with me. He said, because he wasn't at the thing, but his crew gave him back uh, good things about my thing. Oh, really? Well, that's a that's a, a whole different form. I saw, um, you know, Bleaksa Bargo. Yeah. Um, do this... Yeah, with just... Um, a vocal machine that was throwing back at him what he to where he assembles it into about eight different instruments and he's feeding off himself live. Looping on himself. Looping. Yeah, Petra and does it. all voices he came out in a little three piece suit and it was really quite good for the guy that's doing the you know, metal on metal. Uh, it was awesome. But I mean it's a different form but yet it seems like a musician with you being a bass player you have a good sense of rhythm that you know, and the idea of going with the timing of the, the film. You have a good sense of pace. And they had a prompter, and then a countdown would come when the next spiel's coming up. Oh, so now the prompter was right on the screen too, so you didn't have to. I have a little screen that, because I'm facing the audience. It's like I'm reading yeah. a poem in front yeah. of this movie screen, but I'm looking at a screen, and the words are coming down, and then there'd be breaks. You know, they had a band too playing, a little oh, really? string band, yeah, and they had foley on the other side. Yeah, it was a trip. Um, so I, they had a stool, which was kind of fucked up, because when the countdown would come for the next spiel, I didn't know if I hit my knees. Were str- At this time, from all the stooges torn, I was hurting my knees bad. And there were no arm things on a stool, so I didn't know if I could get up by myself. You know, there's no wall. Did the stool squeak when you got up? It told me when he uh, went to... Doctor talk about his things. He says, "Yeah, the doc always asks him to stand up and sees where the hands go to reach out to help. You know, when your knees get hurt like this, see this? Like this is very hard for me." Okay. <laughs> I did it. Pretty good. Well, you know, this thing with Garnella, they were over on the side, yeah. left side, um, of the stage, and they were having to look up at the. 
the screen. Yeah. Um, so old school. Um, yeah, it was very old school. So they could. My thing um, was. Kind there of were no to... snooze breaks for them. I mean, there were no, uh, you know, parts where they could put on autopilot because they've done this song a million times. I mean, Nels had copious notes. I'd love to just see his his all the notes, and I'm curious how much time they spent on it. But um, you know, some of it was still kind of improv, and that you know they took some chances, which is great. So some of it works, some's brilliant, and then some is. But you know, you wouldn't want the narration running through the whole thing. There had to be breaks. <laughs> here, this fucking guy. Rattled. Well, here they had no narration, and there wasn't a lot of um, what do you call it? you know the little titles or whatever. But Lon Chaney, it was perfect. There was subtitles on the screen. This had some, Sometimes. but some of it, Carla picked well, up on reading the lips. Yeah, the way he filmed it was old timey. He put, really? yeah, like you know, maybe eight millimeter or something. Oh, so this is something he made as yeah, a Yeah, Guy Madden's a movie maker from Winnipeg. It, it, a big movie for him is called The Saddest Music in the World. Have you heard about yeah, that I have movie? Heard of that. And, and the DVD version of Brand Upon the Brain, the narrator is uh, Rosalini? Isabel Rosalini? Oh, yeah. She's also the star. She's like this one legged beer baroness who has, comes up this co- contest to. Somebody's got to write, it's during the Depression, and who can write the saddest song? Well, she was, a, her mother's Ingrid Bergman, so she had to have been around some interesting stuff as a kid. She's incredible. I think her new thing now is called Green Porno. She's got a, a thing called Green Porno. She's she brings in nature with the kind of sex. Self-sustaining. Self-sufficient. <laughs> yes, ecologically. And then, you know, she has aged incredibly. Yeah. Beautiful woman. Isabella Rossellini yeah. is, she's beautiful to me. She's yeah, regal. She you is, know, just yeah. the way everything about her is regal. Like, there's a stereotype women, if they get a little older, they're no good and stuff. And she, she she's Well, some of them, like Bardot, didn't care. I, I like the sun. I'm going to be in the sun. Too bad. And so, don't use me anymore. But it's my life, you know. <laughs> Respect or her some, for that. Maybe some people have good genes. Yeah, there's definitely that. I mean, there's a certain kind of... Sophia Loren, I saw Sophia her at 53. Loren. She had no work done, no makeup, and um, she just she has that Neapolitan. Like, She's from oh my the Polish. Beautiful. Yeah. Neapolitan complexion. Um, just, you know. Like, I just saw a movie uh, with uh, one of her first ones with William Holden called The Key. Oh, yeah. You know about that movie? Yeah. God, is it sick. He in, was in some weird stuff, and then he, he was a get, tripper. Raymond going on his weed and all that. And he ends up. I think hitting his table, head on the table he from did. a drunk and, and died. They found him days later. My neighbor, that happened too in the night. It happened. I said that. Was, I, I yeah, said what about the carrying thing? Because you know, Peak's missing today, so we're wondering. Well, auto asphyxiation, it sounds she like. She went back to get her rope. Auto asphyxiation. You know, with that. The family's bringing it in. Realm of the yeah. Senses. Not really Remember that film that was Japanese? I think it's different. In Realm of the Senses, you've been in Japan a lot. They're into that auto. Yeah, yeah, that rope trick is like an art form. Let's play some music. Yeah. <laughs> 
Silver Lake. They try to make a place look retro, and it's all shiny and new, and it just doesn't work, man. It looks like a bad movie set. Okay. Uh, started off with The Bad Shepherd by 180 Degree Mason. Then we heard Dr. Glass by Deer Hunter. The Great Cartoon by Deer Hoof. They're going to be touring soon. And Candy in a Jar by Solar Skeletons. Deerhoof was supposed to be here last month with Cornelius, but the swine flu? That happened when I was gone. Yeah, that's what you said. And I don't know, was it a big scare here? It dissipated quickly when media, nobody got it. They tried but they, nobody, they didn't have any cases to report on, really. Okay, so. in Japan it was a huge scare, so the Cornelius guys canceled their tour. Well, some of the gigs were Mexico City. And so Deerhoof was going to play with them. Hmm. So I think they're going to come back around. Yeah, Mexico City sounded like it was nuts. They shut everything down. There was some provinces near there where that, I think that's where it was really bad. But Mexico kind of took care of it, and it didn't really spread. I know they had a couple people die in Cali. But 13,000 people die from regular flu every oh, yeah, year yeah, in, yeah, in right. the States. Yeah, so, I mean, right. BFD, you know? So it got, it got too hyped. You're not going to fear me into it. Even uh, when the light guys came over, Nobuyuki was wearing a mask. And I was saying, you know... It's like SARS. I remember I saw the same with Ozzy Osbourne in Toronto. They canceled the gig. And he's on the radio. He's all, fuck SARS. Come down to my gig. You know? Actually, uh, they're allergic to cats, too. So some of these... I remember waking up in Pittsburgh and there was these... Six young Dander. Japanese cats with masks on caught next to me. That was trippy. Really? Then Tom started wearing them. Tom's allergies started coming on, so he started wearing a mask. 
What about those masks those dudes had on? Um, was that uh, tobacco? No, those were out and out masks. Those yeah, were, I know. Those were intense. Those, those were cool. face masks. Those I know. Were, one, his was Lancedo. That's who it was? Oh, okay. In fact, they, they had a cat with the Lancedo mask on with the Yeti bodysuit leaping around at the troubadour. That's funny. One of my, my former brother in laws was one of the dancing Edos. Looked just like him. Mr. Edo like, didn't run a good court. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've heard that. What do I know? What about a, a, a big decision in the court that came by when I was on tour was uh, Mr. Well, Spector. Yeah. Mr. Spector. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny that he finally got his comeuppance uh, this time. I, I was watching, there's a documentary out now, on, a fairly new one on the, on the Ramones, and they're talking about doing John their Lee album, the Rock guy. and Roll High, or whatever it was, uh, Rock and Roll Radio. Rock. And he, you know, and Joey hit it off at first because Joey bought all these Bill Spector produced records, not even knowing that he had produced them. And, and, but near the end, he, he made them watch some weird science fiction and wouldn't let him leave. He pulled a gun on him. Like, no, you can't go yet. And uh, yeah, Johnny's saying, we had to get the fuck out of there. Uh, he's a demented man. There was an article in the LA Times a couple of days ago with the wife. His wife is about. Oh, they got married, like, while he was. In 2006. Yeah, gee, I wonder what she had in mind. Um, well, that's what the article's kind of about. But supposedly he's had to oh, pay so much money for the defense, he's not really worth that much. Yeah, he paid out at least I don't know. But I don't know. Well, he kind of You know, when you're on tour, I, I get cut off from the news in a way because I'm well, so Well, this time, see, they didn't the really cover it because, um, you know, there just wasn't the interest. Uh, and this time, there was no to? doubt about it. I mean, they had him. It's a lot of manipulation. Lots of little cynical. Dude. You know, well, we've become kind of a third world. Uh, you know, makes the, the man pill up with the cynical bureau. <laughs> you know, the old. Uh, you know, the Leonid Brezhnev effect is taking it. Now we're under that, really. You know. Delays. Sickle I was down. just talking about touring around the country. And there was What's it like? Of, What's the vibe out there? It was kind of a upbeat. Good. Of course, people really come to your shows. They're a little more the kind of people you want to hang with. You know. Really? They, they transcend. <laughs> they transcend the bullshit. And um, well, there's opportunity. You know, when the economy's bad, I've figured out a lot of things I wouldn't before because I'm not going to take my car down to the shop. And so, it, what shouldn't have been anything else of the car was something with the cables on the battery uh, when it's showing something else. Is you get inventive. You know, necessity uh, oh, yeah. is a mother of invention. And I think now people are doing things like bartering since they don't have cash. Uh, to just buy and it, oh, it yeah. creates yeah. opportunities. In fact, that's what she's actually doing. She's involved with the couchsurfing.com scene. That's oh, why really? she couldn't come to the show today. Yeah, and she's done a lot of barter through that, personal services and stuff. Um, yeah, maybe things, yeah, the connections get more real. And, and places, even somewhat pricier places now are willing to deal on price or uh, stay open longer and, because it's either that or just full. They have to make some concessions, so I think it makes people more um, resourceful, inventive. Um, maybe they have to get out and about a little bit more. Yesterday was uh, Belmont. Yeah. Mine the bird almost had it. Came out, but then out yeah, of you nowhere. You know what's funny is I'm watching the race. What, and Summer Bird? This is the, 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 the horse that won is the brother of the horse. I'll mind the bird. But it came out of nowhere, right? Well, I I was watching the wrong horse. The one that won, I'm watching. I go, he's way back. He's pinched on the rail. He's not going to get around. 
and then the guy got him outside, and he came on fast. And um, mind that bird, though. Keep in mind that um, most horses don't go in all three races. And by the time, it, and invariably, a lot of horses have gotten to the Belmont and not completed the Triple Crown because that last half furlong, they run out of gas. It's a mile and a half. Each race gets a little longer. And they bang bodies in the first one. The second race, you'll have maybe three horses back from the Kentucky Derby. The winner, they kind of force to come because you got to go for the, the glory. And um, they're, they're, the, the trainer was questioning him, but um, that the jockey should have tightened the, gut, the horse up a little bit. But, you know, the horse wanted to go. You can't always well, Dunkirk a horse. faded, right? Yeah. It was leading the whole race. But see, in a race like that, that's a long race. It's, it's all about picking your spot yeah. and not making you run too early where you do run out of gas because these horses are three. They've never run that distance before. But mind that bird's a gelding. That must have been one yeah. tough horse in the barn because it'll run till it can't anymore because it, they can't breed it. You can't get money studying it. Because to calm them down, they cut them. And, yeah, they usually uh, do it to I don't remember seeing horse. a gelding do that well. But, yeah, the jockey, though, he was going for his own little personal triple he, crown. Yeah. And he did, ran a great race to even get, you know. Brother Matt was at the ball game yesterday. Yeah. Dodgers. Yeah, then they win. 12 innings. 12 innings? Oh, nice. Andre Heath here. Hit a couple dingers. Oh, really? Good. He'd been struggling with that man. So it was a long game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were they playing? Phillies. Well, that's, that's good. 12 yeah, that's innings. That's cool. Actually, back to now, Dodger Stadium has its own zip code. Dodger Town. Nine, it's not nine zero zero one two. Nine zero. Nine zero zero nine zero. Yeah. They made it up for him. All right, cool. We're at the end of the June seventh, two thousand nine Watt from Pedro show. Thank you, Bob, for coming by. Tiff. Thank you. Brother Matt for your always cool. essential aid and intervention. Uh, it's good to be back in my Pedro town. And uh next week we be back for another show. Cool. So keep your powder dry.